a mixed bag of earnings, expectations of more hawkish policies from the major central banks, and a fairly unconvincing rally in equities really is what we have in hand as we attack a new day of trading. So welcome, this is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So trading was mostly flat yesterday, it was quite boring. The European indices actually eked out some gains despite the unexpected fall in the ZUI's economic sentiment index in April in the Eurozone, especially in Germany due to high inflation and, well, the banking crisis. But, 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 the SOX 600 index timidly advanced to a fresh high since February. Certainly, it was thanks to the better-than-expected Chinese GDP growth data that we received earlier yesterday, which helped fueling the revenue expectations for many, many European businesses out there, including the luxury brands from France, for example. And while in the FX markets, the euro rebounded against the US dollar on the back of a broadly softer US dollar and on the rising odds that the ECB will continue its interest rate hikes in the coming months. The ECB is now expected to hike the interest rates by 25 basis points in May and in June. And in July meetings, but there are also rising bets that next month's interest rate hike from the ECB could be another 50 basis point hike instead of a 25 basis point rise as the bank stress seems to have mostly abated by now, which obviously gives the European policymakers the luxury to return to their inflation fight instead of worrying about the stability of the financial system and the financial conditions due to the monetary policy tightening. Now, due today, the Eurozone's final CPI data will likely confirm a fall in the headline inflation in Europe to 6.9%. So that's basically thanks to a very, very favorable base effect on energy prices, remember, at this month's CPI calculation. But, but, but unfortunately, the record high core inflation in Europe that stands around the 5.7% mark will certainly keep the European Central Bank hawks in charge of the market given the consolidation in higher energy prices these days and unfortunately that renewed stress that we see in crop prices as Ukraine said that its crop shipments through the safe corridors that were actually agreed last year are now suspended. Wheat futures are slightly up since the start of this week and that's due to this increased uncertainty regarding the stability of supply from one of the world's biggest and largest crop suppliers plus now that we started talking about inflation and about food prices, released this morning, just freshly about minutes ago, inflation in the UK didn't ease below the 10% mark as expected by analysts. And not helping, food price inflation in Britain remains actually shocking for pretty much everyone, I guess. Food prices rose more than 17% in March in Britain, from 16.5% printed a month earlier, while Cheddar prices, for example, in eight major supermarkets rose by more than 28% on average. 28%. And one brand called Dragon Welsh Major Cheddar at Asda rose by 80%. 80%, guys. And of course, the fact that wages growth in Britain didn't really ease in the three months to February, so that was released yesterday, remember, but remained at 6.6% as the previous period actually helped fueling the expectation that 
Well, the Bank of England may not be done with its interest rate hikes just yet and may actually opt for another 25 basis point hike and uh, take the bank rate to 4.5% on May 11th meeting. Now, cable jumped as a knee-jerk reaction to the CPI data, but would the higher inflation help cable to extend gains above the 125 mark and consolidate there is quite unsure, however, as some hawkish noises are also rising in the US as the bank stress no longer makes their headlines. And in this context, well, the Federal Reserve's Rafael Bostic thinks that one more 25 basis point hike from the Fed would be a good choice, while James Bullard, who is not a voting member this year happily, thinks that two more 25 basis point hikes from the Fed would be the way to go to fight the sticky inflation in the US, which could actually become stickier with the latest jump in energy prices. So as a result, no one really knows where the Federal Reserve will be going from here really and if next month's 25 basis point hike which is, by the way, given more than 80% chance as of this morning, will be the last one or not. The truth is, it will mostly depend on the inflation data early. So, the US dollar index is not necessarily doing better than its major peers on the back of these more hawkish policy expectations and more hawkish policy comments as the interest rate hike expectations for other major central banks like the ECB and BOE evolve parallel to the Fed and the US dollar index couldn't actually extend gains above the 102 mark yesterday and is lower in Asian trading this morning. In equities, well, not much action has happened since yesterday on the index level. Both the S&P 500 and Nasdaq 100 swung between gains and some losses in the absence of major economic data released yesterday. A mixed bag of earnings from the US big banks and other companies and, well, those couple of hawkish commentaries from the Federal Reserve members. But both of these indices, both S&P 500 and Nasdaq, are trading near their highest levels this year. The S&P 500 flirted with the 41.70 mark yesterday, while Nasdaq 100 came a few points below the 13,200 level, as many actually investors out there remain relatively bearish in equities versus bonds. A BOFA global manager survey actually confirms that the exposure to equities versus bonds has never been this negative, this underweight since 2009. So it makes me think, if the S&P 500 and Nasdaq are not hammered, while the market expectation and market sentiment is this bearish, they can only thrive when sentiment gets better, right? Even though I still think that it is more likely that we see a downside correction in equities valuations from the actual levels then a further rally in the actual environment of still very very high inflation and the tightening monetary policies across the globe. Now, zooming into the equity markets, on the earnings front, well, Goldman Sachs revenue fell short of analyst estimates in the first quarter of this year as traders, Goldman Sachs traders, couldn't actually take good advantage of the bond volatility that we saw following the Silicon Valley Bank's collapse last month. So that's quite bad news because Goldman Sachs fixed income revenue actually declined 17% and the shares fell by 1.70% yesterday 
day after the results, whereas Bank of America announced a better than expected profit as its fixed income traders actually made a good revenue out of last month's huge, huge bond volatility following the SVB's collapse to cover the rising cost of the bank's soaring loans and its shares actually gained a timid 0.63% yesterday after the results. So that's nothing compared to JP Morgan's 7.5% rise last week after JP Morgan reported results. And on a side note, well, America's four biggest banks actually wrote off something like 73% more bad loans last quarter than in the first quarter of last year. So that's obviously a proof that the actual challenging economic conditions are being felt among bank clients right now and the latter will likely counterweight the strong, strong next interest income. Uh, that the banks could actually put out there in the foreseeable future. And finally, in technology, Netflix missed expectations on its subscriber growth and actually the latest plan to crack down on US password sharing. So that's good news for all of us, but the investors didn't really like the idea and the company also decided to end its DVD service. So the share price of Netflix fell up to 12% in the after hours trading after the results yesterday, but recovered the initial losses meaning that we will actually probably not see the crazy crazy swings that we are used to see in Netflix shares this time around after the results and well the results won't be a trigger to send the share price into the bullish consolidation zone for Netflix after this quarterly results, which would actually require a rise above the $368 per share level, which is the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on 2021 and 2022 slump. Elsewhere, Morgan Stanley, American Airlines and Tesla are the next big, big names due to release their quarterly earnings today. And we can't wait to see whether and by how much Tesla's price cuts actually ate into its profits last quarter. So this is all for today. I'm Ipegos Kardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading